Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, how you doing? I need to record pretty fast today, so I will try not to talk in double time. I've got to go off and do a Youth Alive Academy photo shoot. So I'm getting ready and doing all the branding for 2023. So there you go. There's a little snippet into into what I do with my days. Um, But I didn't want you to miss out on a parenthood episode. So I want to talk today about, uh, I want to give you 10 10 rules. I don't usually like to use the word rules, but I'm going to use it today. 10 rules for raising kids that everyone wants to be around. You know that I like to give you lots of little goodies and tools and tips and tricks. Um, And so you might want to write these down uh, as I go, unless you're driving, then just listen again. Um, But what I what I want to do, I guess, is set up a framework for you for just raising really great kids. I mean, look, can I say too before before I start that if you've got children that have got special needs, then these might need to be adjusted accordingly, or there might be some that might not be relevant at all. Okay, so just remember when. I'm talking to you about a lot of these parenting principles. It, it can be different if you've got um, a child with special needs. Uh, so I just wanted to pop that in there. But I thought I'd begin by telling you some stories. I mean, guys, you know, you, we've all got, I, I don't know how many of you I've spoken with over the years that have said, I was really, I had this best friend these or this couple that we were really good friends with until they had kids. And then their kids are really naughty and we don't really enjoy their company anymore. What do we do? And I just remember thinking to myself that when Cameron and I had a family, uh, and I think having been a teacher for so long, I wanted kids that were a pleasure to be around. You know, I mean, I wanted to be around my own kids, right? So that's up to us to raise kids that we enjoy being around. I wanted their grandparents to enjoy being around them. I wanted their aunties and uncles and my friends to enjoy being around them. I wanted teachers at school to find them a pleasure. So anyway, I thought I'd start with a few stories of a few things that uh, have been burned into my memory of some children who have behaved in ways that really made me glad not to be around them. So just a couple of things that stood out as I was jotting things down, more and more kept coming to mind. Um, But I remember having kids stay over my house who demanded what color plate they wanted to eat off of. And if I served them up food on, you know, I had like those Ikea plates that are all different colors. You know, if I served them up food on a yellow plate, they would come to me in the kitchen and say, I wanted the blue plate. And I'd look at them like, you've got to be kidding me. My kids would look at me too, like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, what's mom going to say? I remember another child who would only eat their toast if it was cut into triangles and not squares. And uh, again, my kids looked at me like, "Uh uh-oh. And I remember just going, well, I'm sure it tastes the same, so eat it anyway. But in my head, I'm like, what a pain. Uh, Another kid I remember would always break my kids' toys when they came to play. My kids would get so upset. Then there was the boy who would just go into my fridge and take food without asking. 
Yes, that would trigger me. Um, I'll never forget this little cute little girl not so cute by the end of her visit. She ran all all over my couch with her shoes on, lost my Apple TV remote and ripped the pages of my kids' books that my kids didn't read them anymore. I'd been keeping them as keepsakes. And guys, that was all in one visit. Then there was the kid who followed me around the house and never stopped talking the entire time. And all I could think of was, please go and play. Please go and play. Uh, There was another who told me that the food I made was healthy and tasted awful. (laughs) Thank you for the compliment. And who could forget the one who roared, and I mean, yes, roared in my face when I was trying to have a conversation with this child about something that they were drawing. Now, the other one that kind of stuck in my memory was we had these guest preachers come to speak at uh, an event. I won't say what event it was, but they came from another country and they brought their kids. And when we took them out to breakfast, their children, and there were three of them, I think, they climbed and then crawled, yes, crawled over the table that we were having breakfast on. And the worst thing was the parents just looked at them like nothing to see here. And of course, my kids were sitting properly on their chairs next to me quietly. And again, the amount of times my kids would eyeball me like, oh my God, because they knew, they knew that often these behaviors from other children were not acceptable and they're not, it is not cute. You know, when those kids were crawling over the breakfast table, uh, the parents were oblivious. I don't know if the parents didn't know what to do, whether they didn't care other people were looking, Cameron and I were looking at each other like, you've got to be kidding me. And it really put me off my food, especially when you get a shoe in your plate. Now, these are just a few stories, uh, but you know what stands out in my memory with absolutely all of them? The parents did nothing on every single occasion. They said nothing. They usually would be parents that would just cater to their kids and their demands. And yet to me, these same parents would always say, your kids are so well behaved. They can come to my place anytime. And in my head, I'd be thinking, I really wish I could return <laughs> return the compliment. Um, so anyway, like I've said to you before, constantly we were complimented on our kids' behavior. And I don't say that like in a bragging way, because if you know me, I'm actually the last person on earth to brag. But when you've got an array of people, like I'm talking... I would get emails from teachers, like specific emails uh, to tell me how well behaved my kids were. Or I've had emails from principals. Um, Our chiropractor would always comment, you know, guest speakers at our events, strangers. And so when you get an array of different people saying it, you're like, oh, okay, okay, maybe our family's the anomaly. Maybe we are doing something right. And I don't think that that is something that is too difficult to attain to as a parent. I think we need to raise the level and raise the standard. I don't think we had too high an an expectation. I think that parents today, uh, some of them have too low an expectation of their children's behavior, or maybe they just don't know how to raise well-behaved children. And like I've said to you guys, you know, time and time again, We owe it to our children because when we're setting these standards when they're young, we're actually setting them up for a really great win for their future. 
they're going to become adults that, you know, become great workers, great employees, um, you know, young people that are, are a pleasure to have around. We're creating tomorrow's mothers and fathers and husbands and wives. So I'm going to tell you 10 things that you're going to think, wow, they seem trivial or they seem insignificant, but I'm telling you when your kids do these things, it really does help train them in other areas. Like I said last week and the week before, I did a whole podcast on making their bed and what it teaches them. This seemingly trivial and insignificant thing is actually giving them a life skill. And it's the same with these 10 things. And I mean, who doesn't want to raise amazing kids that are an absolute pleasure? So here we go with number one, do not bite, kick, or hit. Now, the only exception, of course, would be is if they need to truly defend themselves, right? But other than that, you will be surprised at the number of kids, especially when you're not looking, that would bite or hit or kick other children. In our family, these things were completely unacceptable. And believe me, my, one of my kids in particular tried to do all three on a regular basis. Um, and so we really made, you know, that behavior was not tolerated at all in our house. And I actually have quite a few mums tell me that their kids bite or hit at childcare or at kindy, um, you know, or I know some children that would try and do it at school, especially in the early years, or they regularly do it to their siblings. So that's one thing that needs to be a rule. It is never acceptable. And there's always a consequence. Number two, they have to learn to share. Now, in case you haven't noticed, kids can be total hogs. And, you know, I've had, for example, and I know I have no doubt you've experienced this, the amount of times I would take my kids to the playground and, you know, they would want to have a turn on something like it might be the swing and they would stand by the swing in the playground and patiently wait their turn. Now, the parent would see my kids waiting. They know that my kid's waiting, but they would never say to their child something like, hey, five more minutes or 10 more swings or in three minutes, we're going to hop off so that this little girl could have a go. They, they just wouldn't even think to say that. Whereas if the shoe were on the other fit, that is what I would do with my kids. I would make them share and take turns. So if they were the ones on a swing and another child came by, then I would say to them, depending on how long they've been on, I'd say, you know, 10 more swings or five more minutes or three, whatever it was, because this little boy would like to have a go. And so we need to actively parent our children in those spaces um, because they need to learn that, you know, if they want to have friends and they want their friends to like them, they have to learn to share. And um, it is really hard, I must say, when you've got a child who they share, but their friends don't share. That is hard. So, okay, that's number two, teach them to share. Number three, a third thing you can do to make your kids absolute pleasures is to teach them to give eye contact to adults who talk to them. And not only give eye contact, but talk back. Uh, certainly not roaring in their face like I had a child do to me. I couldn't believe that happened. I was like, I literally stood there like, I don't know what to do because I actually was more embarrassed that the parents allowed it to happen than anything. Um, but teach your children to respect adults. I mean, the number of children where I would, you know, I always get down on kids levels when I chat and I bend down 
to have a talk with them. And the number of children who either ignore me or they can't make eye contact or they just stick their fingers in their mouth or they turn away or they run away and they certainly don't engage in a conversation. And again, usually the parent would excuse them rather than teaching them. So I would actively, you know, I would, if that happened with my child, I would bend down and I would say, now, you know, look, look so-and-so in the eye. And then I would have a conversation with them afterwards. If I could see that my, and my children were shy, I had to actively teach them uh, how to engage with adults, but it was something that was a rule with us. It was not an option for them to use their shyness to be rude. So we did demand that they engage with adults respectfully. So we taught them eye contact. We taught them to respond to a question politely. Uh, So don't get into the trap of using your child's shyness as an excuse for rudeness. Okay, number four, another thing that will make your child a pleasure and is teaching them a life skill is to eat in a civilized manner, even from a young age. Now, I think I've talked about this before because I've talked about high chair manners, but this goes right up. Um, You know, when you sit around the table as a family, that is a good opportunity to teach your children to eat in a civilized manner. Uh, so teach them to, to eat with manners without complaining. So I remember going overseas with some friends. Uh, we went to a, a place in Asia and we stayed in this house and the maids who were beautiful people, uh, they made breakfast every morning and dinner for us because that's, you know, what they do. And so I pre-warned my children to always say thank you to them. They had to sit on the seat at the bench properly. They had to use a fork and knife. They had to sit still and they had to eat everything on their plate within reason. Now, I did say to my children, being in another country, if something uh, you know was on their plate that they didn't know what it was or they thought it was unusual, they could ask me very quietly, uh, you know, mum, what, what is this? Or mum, I'm not sure if I like this, but it had to be quietly in my ear so as not to offend. Now, of course, this, uh, this came in good stead when we were served pig, I kid you not guys, pig ear soup. Like I'm talking, there was a pig's ear in the soup. And even I was like, I don't think I can eat that. <laughs> so I remember looking at my children and going, oh, that's okay. You don't, you don't have to eat that. Cause I'm like, come on, that's pushing the love, the love a little bit. Cause that for us, you know, was a bit unusual. But meanwhile, I remember, you know, other friends, um, uh, children would outwardly and loudly complain, uh, about what they were given to eat. And so, uh, again, my kids would look at me and they just knew, they knew what our, what our rules were to eat in a civilized manner, to eat, um, you know, to be thankful, to be grateful, um, you know, not to drop food everywhere, to say please and thank you. They weren't allowed to play with their food. They had to clean up after themselves. They had to take their plate to the sink and push their chair in. Guys, I, even listening to myself say this stuff, I think, wow, I sound like a strict parent, but guys, this should be normal. These behaviors I'm talking about, it's really sad that these things are becoming the exception and not the rule. You know, eating it in a civilized manner should, should become the, the rule, giving eye contact and talking to adults. Every child should be able to do that. Every child should be uh, taught to share. Every child should know that it's unacceptable to bite, kick or hit. Uh, so obviously I've just gone back over the four that I've just talked about, but yeah, it is sad that these things are becoming the exception. Um, and 
I don't think it's a matter of us saying, oh, back in my day, this is how I was raised. There are certain things that we should have high expectations of because we are raising amazing adults. And I think when we look at it over the long term, it really helps. The fifth thing that we should be popping in as a rule in our household is that we are expected to take care of our and other people's belongings. That's just another very basic thing that makes your children an absolute pleasure to have around. So in our house, gratitude and care were and still are very big values. We expected our children to look after what they had. And we taught them, you know, it's only spoiled kids that don't look after what they have. It teaches them responsibility. It is actually a character flaw. It is selfish to think you can just break something and mum or dad will go out and buy you a new one. Now, we didn't have a lot of money, um, but that even if I had all the money in the world, I would still have raised our children with that same basic value and belief. You know, I would get really upset at how I would look after my things only for someone to come into my house for an hour and a half and to, to ruin something. And that happened to me time and time again. But, you know, to this day, my kids look after their things. And of course, now their things are more expensive and the stakes are higher. We're talking about, you know, their cars and they're very grateful for all the things that they have. They work hard for their things. So what we instilled in them as, in children, as children, I can see them benefiting now as an adult. But we had to work harder on this with one of our kids than, than the others. Like, for example, with Georgia, we had to work a little bit harder on this because she wasn't so good. She wasn't a natural, um, she probably wasn't as clean or as, as, oh, she is clean. That sounds terrible. She had a bit more of a laid back personality where she wouldn't look after her things quite as much. But I remember years ago, she got this Nintendo DS console. I don't know if you remember those and they were expensive. And when we did our big drive to move our family from Adelaide to Queensland, she left it behind accidentally in the hotel at Wyawal, I kind of remember the place started with a W and she left it behind. We get to Queensland and her DS isn't here. And so we made her take responsibility. I made her call the hotel and then she had to arrange to have it sent to our house and then when it was brought, sent to our house, we put rules around her. So the DS was kept with me. She had to ask for it. She was only allowed it for a certain amount of time. Then she had to return it. But we went hard on her because this was not the first time or the first thing it had happened with. So, you know, the number of kids that, you know, I've had stay over and I've had to clean up after them. I've had to repack their suitcases because they haven't been taught. So, you know, all of those things we have to teach our children to, that it's it's just expected that they take care of their things and they take care of other people's things. Even right down to, you know, when you lay in bed, you lay in bed. You don't muck around and play in bed and you don't climb on furniture. All those little, little things that really count. Number six, uh, sleep time is sleep time. It's not mess about time. Um, I really do feel for parents who struggle to get their kids down to sleep because guys, we are all tired at the end of the day. And I know for me, I could not wait for that seven o'clock time slot where I knew that my kids would go to bed and it wasn't a fiasco. Bedtime didn't go on for half an hour or an hour, you know, or getting up in, you know, getting out of bed and in bed and out of bed and in bed. And I would have been utterly exhausted. I would not have coped with that. I was tired. They were tired. 
Bedtime was not for mess around. They went to bed quietly, civilly, peacefully. They went to sleep straight away and Cameron and I got to have some time out. And that made me a better parent during during the day. So, you know, putting rules around that and then it's easier, much easier for them to go and sleep over at families or good friends' houses. You know, so rules like when we're put to bed, we stay there unless there's a good reason. We go to sleep peacefully and quietly. Okay, so that's number six. Number seven, (laughs) this one would frustrate me. Don't run in and out the house. Okay, when I had other children over, I literally would make my hair stand on end if they ran in and out and in and out with their shoes on slamming doors. (laughs) I would be like, oh my gosh, it's like either play inside or play outside, but running in and out you know, someone's fingers are going to get caught. It's just, it's disrespectful. It's unnecessary. So my children knew not to do this. And again, it's just no wonder that people were like, oh my gosh. I mean, time and time again, people would say, your kids are welcome at my house anytime. And they probably didn't even realize why they enjoyed my kids' company, but just something as simple as they knew you don't go running in and out someone's house. Nobody wants grass and dirt trampled through their house. You know, if they were swimming, they had to dry themselves outside before coming in. They couldn't just walk in sopping, dripping wet. Um, Okay. And also another thing was when you're inside, don't yell. Like, Like inside voices inside, outside, yell to your heart's content. All right. Number eight, ask permission before using other people's things. So our children, they did and still do this to this day with each other. So we would say to them, you can't just walk into each other's rooms when you were little and start playing with your brother's toys. You need to ask first. You need, that's just polite. I'm not talking about our generic toys that were in our boxes for everyone, but you know, if your brother is building some Lego, he might be building something. Go and ask before you go touching. So they couldn't just go into each other's rooms and take things. So it teaches that there are boundaries between themselves and other people. When, um, you know, when their friends are playing, uh, when, when they would go to their friends' houses, I would say to them, you need to ask before you go and play something. So don't just wander into your friend's room and start taking things out of their cupboards. You know, even at my best friend's house, my kids didn't assume that they could just touch anything and everything. So teaching them to ask is a really polite thing to do. Okay. The other thing too was I said to them, don't just go into any part of the house. So you can't just walk into any bedroom you want or every single lounge room that might be in the house. You know, wait till you're invited in. Just stay in the main living room unless you're invited somewhere. Okay. Number nine, treat others the way you want to be treated. I mean, really, that probably sums up every single one of these but it's the golden rule to go by when you're with others. So, you know, when playing a game, play it in the way that you want others to play. When you're talking to your friends, talk to them the way you want them to talk to you. If it's your friend's birthday, make your friend feel really special. You know, also just using that general rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. And number 10, that really makes kids a pleasure for other people to be around is teach them to fit in with what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know those kids that you have over and no matter what it is that your kids are playing, the other kid wants to do something different. They walk off after five minutes and go, I want to play with this. I want to do that. 
want to go outside. You know that child? Teach your children, don't be that child. Play the game that your friend wants to play. Watch the movie that their mum puts on for you. You know, don't be the child that complains and demands, I've seen this movie. You know, I mean, obviously there's a polite way to say it if it's someone you're really close to. Um, But my kids would get really upset when their friends just didn't want to fit in or they'd be really excited to show them something or play with something and their friend would just walk off after two minutes and want to do something else. So teach your children to engage because that's what friendships are about. Friendships are about sometimes doing something that the other person wants to do that, yes, you might have lost interest, but stick it out. That's what being a good friend is. Teach your kids to be easy to be around, to be enthusiastic, to know how to be part of the fun. So there you go. Do you want me to go over those 10 again? Let me quickly go over them again from the top. 10 easy practical things to raise amazing kids that everyone wants to be around and gives them life skills for the future. Number one, absolutely do not bite, kick or hit. Number two, teach them to share. Number three, teach them to give eye contact and engage with adults who talk with them. Number four, teach them to eat in a civilized manner. Number five, teach them to take care of their and other people's belongings. Number six, teach them that sleep time is sleep time, not mess about time. Number seven, don't let them run in and out. Number eight, ask permission before using other people's things. Number nine, the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. And number 10, teach them to fit in with what's going on around them. So I told you they would be very practical and seemingly insignificant and seemingly trivial, but they're actually not. They're actually all these little life skills. And look, I'm sure that we could do another 10 and I'm sure you guys could come up with with more, but they're just to get you started and all those little things that we do matter. That's why, you know, you could, we could take our kids out to lunch or coffee absolutely anywhere. And I could guarantee you they wouldn't scream. They wouldn't shout. They wouldn't run around the cafe. They certainly wouldn't be climbing on the tables. They wouldn't be throwing food on the floor and they'd be entertaining themselves and chatting amongst themselves. That does not happen unless you're an intentional parent, but that's why people were constantly like, man, we really enjoyed going out to lunch with you. And, you know, we were having, we would often have uh, guest speakers from overseas. And after like, for example, a Youth Alive conference finished, you know, I remember my kids would come with us. I remember taking Tim and Juliet Ross out for, um, for breakfast and they loved it. They loved being with my kids and because my kids were easy to be around, they were well-mannered and yeah, and then to this day, actually to this day, they've, for example, Tim and Juliet Ross from America, they've known my kids since they were really little. And they've got such a good connection now when we see each other. It's been a few years because of COVID, but when we see each other, it's like, you know, Tim always says, um, you know, whoever dates Georgia has to pass by me first. You know, we've become really good family friends. And, you know, that happens because my kids were a pleasure when they were young. They're a pleasure still now. And, uh, and I want you guys to have um, the same thing. And so we do have to be intentional. We owe it to the people around us. We owe it to ourselves. And mostly we owe it to our kids and to their future partners. They will thank you for it. Guys, thank you for listening. You are incredible. I love being with you. And now I am 
popping off to go and do a Youth Alive Academy shoot. So be on the lookout. It's pretty cool. I love doing that stuff. Thank you for listening. And I will be with you next Wednesday for we finished the crown collection. So I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do. So stay tuned. Have a good one. Bye.